This Meeting on the Go podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. Now's the time for our speaker. Our speaker for this evening is G. She will now speak for 20 to 25 minutes, sharing what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Please help me in welcoming you. So do you all normally stand like this? I'm so lucky to be with you tonight. I, I've never, I haven't been to a lifeboat meeting uh, for several years. And um, so my name is G. I'm a compulsive eater, bulimic, and um, happy to be with you. So um, I was watching my cat the other day, and um, she's a lovely little tuxedo cat, and um, she's about 20 years old. And she um, ran. She had been meowing uh, for a couple of hours that she wanted her wet food, and she had gotten more and more obnoxious. And I just thought, oh, I'll just feed her. So I give her the canned food. She snarfles it down. She's a little cat, and she she eats it really really fast that she chokes, and then uh, and then she walks around and then she throws it up. And then she eats it, and I said, "Oh my God! Finally, I haven't done something that I haven't done." <laughs> I've been in program for five years, um, and I used to be 300 pounds. Um, I've released 170 uh, pounds in program, and have kept it off for um, about. Uh, about a year and a half, uh, almost two years. Um, I came in here and I was uh, I was eating so much at night that um, I wasn't sure if I was going to live the next day because I wasn't sure if I was going to aspirate uh, and um, kind of like a mama cast kind of thing. And um, I had been um, bulimic in my twenties. I came here uh, at, right at. Um, you know, in my 40s, um, and I had been a bulimic opera singer at 26, uh, so afraid that I found my way into OA for about nine months. I couldn't trust anybody. Uh, went into therapy, uh, and then uh, was in therapy for 15 years, and uh, was uh, teaching music at school, um, and I... Um, uh, someone in, had encouraged me again to go to OA just to be able to connect with people and to have a social group. I had always dreamed about living in the Bay Area and finally moved from the Central Valley um, and uh, was having a hard time making friends and making connections. Uh, so I showed up here and realized how much I really needed to be here. But I, at the time, I was kind of like... You know, I don't want to lose weight. I'm a card-carrying NAFA member, and I don't really give a shit. But I was noticing that all my friends that I swam with, they, could, um, they couldn't hardly walk. They couldn't hardly get out of the pool. Uh, they were these beautiful women uh, wearing these gorgeous swimsuits and uh, beautifully large. And, but they, they couldn't walk, and they were going walk barely... They were disabled, and so was I. Um, 
And so I came into this program and I ate three plates of food um, three times a day. Right. Yeah, one plate of food three times a day. <laughs> um, the program only worked when I had a sponsor. Um, and uh, I was able to um, release 100 pounds. So I went from 300 to 200. Uh, got the boyfriend. Um, the relationship went south pretty quick. It was actually the relationship was bad from the beginning, but I was having so much fun that I kind of hung out for a while. Uh, and then got stuck. Um, and uh, then uh, stepped out after the breakup. So I feel kind of like a cliche, an OA cliche. Okay. And um, I worked the steps up to step eight and nine. Um, and uh, just really uh, crashed and burned at step uh, uh, right run there. Um, I would, uh, uh, my sponsor uh, dumped me uh, because I couldn't stay abstinent. Um, and uh, I, through program uh, and through time, I've been able to forgive her and forgive myself. Um, and so after stepping out uh, a year and a half later, I was able to, um, somebody arm wrestled me for my abstinence, um, and she required me to be on a weighed and measured food plan I'd never weighed and measured before. Uh, she gave me a list of foods that I could eat off of, so that eliminated triggers, which I love to flirt with danger. Mm. <laughs> and so um, that really, so being on the food plan, she scared me to death, uh, and um, that was good for me. Um, she had never fought with someone so hard. I was really lucky that she was willing to fight with me. Um, and then when I needed the really gentle, um, really, you know, um, laser surgery that's required for step uh, four and five, I had to find another sponsor, but she got me clean. And um, uh, I, uh, towards the end there, you can imagine what a relapse is like after releasing 100 pounds. I hope none of you have had to go through it, and if you have, um, there's, or if you're in the middle of it, there's always hope. Uh, the people that have been in my life said, gee, the, uh, you didn't leave the rooms ever, and um, that's what saved your life. <coughs> and um, I grew spiritually a lot during my relapse, and then there was a certain point when I couldn't grow anymore um, unless I put down the food. And so um, I... Uh, uh, so I was newly abstinent. I was had two weeks of floating above my body um, because I didn't have... Um, grains and I didn't have sugar uh, and so got through it um, I had there was somebody a lovely person in program that called me every day to wake me up so that I would call my sponsor yeah. uh, and because she was one of the, kind of those Nazi types that get up in early in the morning you know um, <laughs> and um, and day by day um, uh, uh, I was successful in spite of myself and um, I realized that um, a whole new life was possible. After about a year, um, I, was, uh, I was down to um, 
uh, you know, size six, eight, four, and um, went into kind of went into a shock um, and uh, was having anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I couldn't get warm. Uh, it was, uh, but I just kept working my program. Uh, I had. Uh, within my first 30 days, I, re- I was required to take step one, two, and three, and after that, I was um, I was required to, to sponsor, and so I I had sponsored before, and so um, that was a great experience, and I still sponsor today, um, and uh, step three was particularly difficult. Um, my mother used to force me to pray about my weight when I was about 12 uh, and um, also we read Bible verses out of context like um, uh, they were just I don't even want to repeat them um, and so this but it became my mother's spirituality was very twisted and um, and so uh, it was very difficult for me to even say the word God I had a misogynistic um, uh, family household, um, and so um, he and God and all that kind of stuff was just really tough. And luckily, um, I was able to uncover a time when um, I had had a spiritual experience that didn't have to do with with anyone in my family. It was just me and a higher power. I was able to remember that and, and keep it with me, and also. A friend, um, just a, a normal person, <laughs> not in the rooms, had said to me, I'll care about you until you can care about yourself. Uh, and I had never forgotten that. And she, she talked about the universe. And her love and spirituality were platforms for me to, to, uh, to, to work the program. I honestly, I honestly don't know how I made it through step three. Um, and then I, by the time I had done uh, step four um, with the with the new abstinence, uh, I had done. It was my third, um, and I feel that that um, um, century people, particularly, have uh, a tremendous amount of anger. Everybody has a lot of anger, and I'm not saying that if you have, you know, if you're releasing five pounds that you don't have anger but it seems like century people are carrying around an extra amount and um, so those those four steps were really helpful and um, I've done a tremendous amount of writing uh, probably killed at least three or four trees <laughs> and um, and I've done different things with my writing I've um, I've burnt it I've flushed it down the toilet I've I uh, cast it out into the sea. Um, I've kept it. I've put it underneath the feet of a Quan Yin statue. Um, I have uh, lost it. I've lost several four steps um, and found them again. Uh, and um, uh, I think the tremendous thing with fifth step is to be able to share myself with somebody else and begin to realize that all this stuff that I'd been hiding and protecting um, really wasn't so bad, and it really um, took a weight 
off of me that had nothing to do with um, with fat or extra pounds or whatever. Um, I learned how to eat out of Tupperwares, um, and um, the cool thing is is that um, the food is almost always you know packed up. The next meal is usually packed up, and, and I've gotten really used to it. It was really hard at the beginning. It was a lot of work. It took a learning curve. I was kind of like, do I eat this? Do I want this? And, oh, do I have to pack? Oh, do I have to do the dishes? I have to do the dishes. You know, I was used to drive throughs where you just, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, so... I, st- I felt so much better, and um, I've when I was um, at the, when I was at 12 years old, going backwards, flashback. Um, uh, I had to evade my mother. I had um, she didn't want me to ride a bicycle because she had a trauma in her childhood, and so I saved up, of course, <laughs> saved up my babysitting money and bought myself a bicycle, uh, and. Um, and then it was stolen, and there was this lovely time where my brother found me another bicycle. And, um, and I learned that if I got permission to leave the house early to go on a bike ride, which was exercise to my mother, then, um, and if I rode a long, 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 long time, a long ways, then she lost, once it was after about 10 o'clock, she lost interest in praying with me. I'm like... And so a cyclist was born, and um, so I have done two centuries. Um, I have a formula for when I ride my bike. The formula has changed based on, you know, um, what works at the time. Um, I'm less anxious, so I don't seem to burn as much, and so my food plan is different than it was. Um, I did get, because I'm kind of skipping around a lot, so I apologize, but um, back to when I released the weight, um, I did see health professionals, and I was in therapy. I have been in therapy for uh, uh, over 15 years, um, and went on medications to get some help because I wasn't sleeping, and um, that's been really helpful. Um, and uh, so I've I continued my way along the steps. And uh, rode my bike. I started at 300 pounds. I could ride 10 miles, uh, and um, and I, it's normal for me to ride anywhere from 30 to um, 30 to 80 in a day, depending on how much time I've got and how much interest I have. Um, uh, and when I released the weight, um, I was fascinated with lifting my own body weight, so I did indoor climbing. It's like wow. Fun, and because uh, I'd spent my adult life over at least over 200 pounds, if not 250 pounds, and um, uh, I just kept showing up. I kept talking, um, and I wanted to to jump back to step two because one of the things that um, that I learned that I get to practice and learn was how to connect with people. And I go through. There have been times when it's been easier to connect with people and times when it hasn't. And just going to meetings keeps me, it's kind of like, um, it kind of just keeps me going through the motions of socializing and trying to connect. And 
Um, I noticed a big difference after step five of being able to trust people and connect with people. Um, and then when I did step six and seven the second time, I was at a retreat and I, um, I took up my list of ineffective behaviors, which was quite overwhelming, and took each one and put it in the seventh step prayer. And I was out in the woods and I just uh, uh, said the prayer over and over like a meditation. Um, and um, I can't pray, but I can meditate. I'm surprised I even said prayer. That's really you know, not normal for me. <laughs> I mean, usually can't say the P word. Um, um, and uh, so the, and there, I had a spiritual experience with that. I felt a tremendous release. Um, and I think the thing about it was that I began to have an open mind about all of these ineffective behaviors, that they were... Um, that they were uh, new to me uh, in that I was open to change. And so with each one, I felt like my hands were open instead of clenched. And that made a huge difference because good could get in too. Um, And then step eight and nine, um, I actually did a lot. I wrote a letter, one where I wrote everything that I wanted to say to that person, including angry things. And then I wrote a letter specifically focusing on what action I actually took to hurt that person and, uh, and sent letters out to people or made personal contacts. And one of them was um, there was a, a little boy who I really adored as a student, and he had an award for Most Outstanding Musician. The award was chipped, and so I took it home. Never got it back to him, and he had called me at home personally many times it's a really embarrassing situation and so at um, I think he was in his he's in his 20s now and um, I was able to find I did an internet search and I was able to find that he's a, he was a fireman so I was able to, to, to find him and I wrote him a letter asking him if he still wanted the award and that I would put it together for him and he said yes and so he allowed me to send him the award. And um, uh, so one of my favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption. And so I felt like I was, I was you know, just living the, um, the energy of that movie there. Um, and that there is redemption for everybody, even um, irresponsible teachers. And... Um, uh, also, um, I had to be really careful about how I made my amends. Um, there were many things that I could have apologized for to my father. My father is abusive, um, and so, um, and he he tends to um, get abusive when he doesn't understand stuff. And so, I decided that I would write my letter. But um, my amends to him was just to make sure that I phone him every month. And that's all that I didn't tell him anything. I didn't do anything like a formal letter or anything like that. And that's all my amends are right now. Later on, that may change. Um, uh, And step 10 uh, has been recent. Um, I've done 10 steps uh, ever since I was in relapse. And the reason that I, I loved them is that um, 
There was somebody in program. They did 10 steps. They read them to their sponsor. And that person just had so much recovery. And, um, and they just kept coming back and being abstinent, too. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Um, and so I, when I'm not doing... Um, when I'm not doing... I try to, to do my 10 steps. I would say I do at least two or three a week. And sometimes I just do five minutes of writing. And that's five. Thanks. Um, and um, step 11 was, is really interesting um, because I had an excuse to meditate, whereas before it was kind of like, I should meditate. I'll do five minutes. Oh, I'm so great. And then, uh, and then in step 11, it was kind of like, oh, this is, the, this is what's expected. And so um, I was, um, I've had beautiful experiences where meditating feels more satisfying than eating. And I'm not telling you this because I had that experience today, because I just came out of um, a time where I, I had a lot of emotional upsets, um, I'm uh, starting to date again, and it's very confusing um, to be on a date, and and then somebody else, you know, grabs my ass, and I'm like, what? And I don't know how to protect myself, and I was a flirt, and it's all really ah, crazy. Anyways, sidebar, and um, going back, um, and so. Uh, the thing is, is that I'm just really thankful that I had meditation experiences where it actually felt better than food. And I have to continue to work for it. So I can get off kilter and distracted. And um, luckily I still was able to, to keep my abstinence. And um, I think the thing that has been consistent in program, the tool that has saved my life over and over and over again, has been to talk has been to talk about and to be honest no matter what. And so I want to be honest with you tonight. Um, I've been abstinent for a long, long time, um, and there are some new things that I need to work on with my abstinence, Um, things that uh, no longer work for me, and they used to work for me just fine. It was like, yay, you know, just get through another day. Um, And it's artificial uh, sweeteners and sodas, um, I've just, they've, it's, I'm kind of like, I have the same characteristics as an alcoholic at this point. And um, so I'm working my program around that and, um, and need to be honest so that I can move on to the next step and so that I can grow spiritually. Um, I really want to encourage you all to sponsor each other. Um, and even if you only have... Uh, two weeks of abstinence and there's somebody that's new, you know, reach out to each other, be of service to each other. Um, and if nothing else, binge on support. That's what I did. Um, and I guess, I guess that's about it. Um, I really appreciate being with you all tonight and hope that I've been of some service to you. If there's something that you're finding that you're beating yourself up over that's you know different from my story than yours please don't and if it doesn't work for you uh, dump it in the door uh, dump it in the trash as you leave um, take whatever is uh, whatever is the next uh, gold ring 
and um, and good luck to you. Oh, I have one shot left. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was my. Um, this is what I used to call my fat bitch coat, and there, and it's it's actually authentic. It has crumbs on it from a binge. <laughs> I think they're on the back. Okay, so this is this is the visual, and this this was not double breasted. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah.